0: Welcome to Millennial Sex True Stories Podcast. I'm your host, the Professor Double X, and I'm in the bedroom tonight. Tonight's podcast is dedicated to one of my favorite sports getting laid on app dates. So, I know everybody uses apps nowadays. It's kind of the way to go in a city. There's nothing like meeting someone in real life, right? But um, living in New York, there are a ton of people. And a lot of them are sexy and have different qualities. You may want to get to know them. And there's just a lot of them. So you can definitely maximize your time here. Or in a sizable city I guess by using apps and everybody does it so I'm gonna break down um, the different apps but also tell you about how I use apps and it's not conventional and my most recent kind of circle on a particular app where I went on four different dates and I'm gonna tell you about each one because it's actually pretty good here we go just gonna go over some of the different ones so i guess like the ones that are like you could just meet someone long term you could meet someone short term you could it could be whatever there's no like shtick to it you know everybody knows match.com eharmony tinder bumble okay cupid plenty of fish dating.com hilly thursday hinge and Zeusk. Zeusk. Zoosk apparently uses behavioral match-making technology, so it's technological. So if you're a techie, you may want to try Zoosk. Hinge, um, I went to try it, but I think you have to pay to see your matches, and I was like, no, thank you. It's the same people in, that I'm seeing on the other apps, so I really don't need to pay for it. Bumble's the one I really use. I don't use OkCupid or Plenty of Fish. I've tried them. I feel like it's too basic for me and yeah, I've never tried Zeus or any of that. eHarmony, okay when I retire I'll try it no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've, I know people that have used Match and I know people have used it for long term or for hookups but I think they charge or something. I don't use them. I really just use Bumble mostly. Then There's like all these apps I found, all these ones that are for like something specific, like a specific kind of dating. So there's Talkify, wait, what is it? The next one is Talkify. It says that it's upscale. Clover is for like plus size. Aspie Singles is for people with Asperger's. Positive Singles, people with STDs. Her for lesbians. Silver singles, 50 plus. Elite singles, 35 plus. Stars Align is astrology, so it basically matches you people somehow on your astrological compatibility. J date is for Jewish people. Christian mingle, Christians. Chispa Latinos. And muzmatch, Muslims. There's also BLK and black people meet. So, I think it's self-explanatory on that one. By the way, I've never tried any of these. So you let me know how they go if you try them. Then there's some kind of random ones. There's one called Foreplay and it's like basically you get your single friend involved and then like they get each person has their single friend involved, so there's four people on a team, and then everybody has to vote yes, thumbs up on somebody for you to, like, date that person, so I don't know, it sounds, it sounds like a step into, um, some, like, kinky sex stuff, I don't really know, but it could be, it can be fun, if you have some, some, um, wingmen, some down ass hoes you want to kick it with, the sauce, okay, so the sauce, basically it's video based profiles supposedly you can show off more of who you are that way and then for the sex ones like the kinky ones i found pure which um is like super anonymous kink which is based on like the kinks you want to do and field which is supposed to be when you're looking for couples are looking for a third so those are all the dating apps that I found and the apps that I found locally to help you get laid. Now, I'm going to tell you a little story. During the pandemic, I did get a decent lover. And um, that lasted for a little while. It started, like, in spring 2020. But by the end of summer, I was kind of like, meh over so fall came and I was like hmm I need like a new lover and so I went on some dates on field because I was just like I need a new lover and I wanted to try it out but I met up with some a couple people and I never really had chemistry from with people on field so I I basically went back to Bumble where I had met my last lover in 2020 So I went back to Bumble, and the thing about Bumble is that, like, everyone is on it, and so sometimes I see people that I know on it, and it makes me a little bit uncomfortable because I kind of want to, like, I kind of want to have sex, and, like, I don't really want people I know to, like, know about that side of me or even know that I'm single or that I'm on there, so, like... It's not in my interest, and that's the problem with it. You know, everybody's in a a close radius here in the city, and, like, everyone's seeing who's on Bumble because everybody has a Bumble or any of these big ones that everyone's on. What I've done in the past is I've used fake pictures so that I can say what I want to do, what I'm looking for sexually because I didn't feel comfortable... Saying something like what kind of fetish I have or whatever, with my own picture because I have to expect that people I know will will see that. But the thing is that worked because if you are direct, the more direct you are, the the faster you get what you're looking for because then. You know, it's hard to get a sense of who someone is or what compatibility is going to be like or what it's going to be like on the date just from the picture. And when someone's, like, clear and it's like, you know, you get a lot more hits, let me tell you. So I'd done that in the past, like, 2018, and I met someone like that. And that was, like, the last time I met someone that I particularly was feeling, and that just lasted a few months. Um, but it was good. So then, I haven't really liked anyone, you know, I've hooked, i I had that one lover, but I can't say that I was like, ex- he was just a friend with benefits, but it was good sex, right? So, I had this phone at some point a couple years ago, it was really brief, it was like an android, and, uh... It, It was, like, dead for a long time. Well, I powered it up, and it had a Bumble profile on it. And so I basically used it. And I looked sexy, and I took some pictures, and um, I I created a a sexy, witty profile where I said, like, I'm looking for a lover. I said I wanted it to be open. I said, um, you know, and I was very direct. I said I was looking for somebody with some girth okay Uh, I said I'm looking for a real dick you know I'm honest like I said girth and I was sassy I was charming I knew what I wanted and um I let them know that I was looking for um a lover okay and that I oh that I had natural breasts I did say that now I said it all in a witty sexy confident way so I get like The likes, the swipes that I get, and I tell them to super like, so then I know if they really want it. So I start using this profile again. It's been a long time since I—I never really used it was the thing because as soon as I set it up, I realized it was too young, Um, and you can't go back. You have to delete your whole profile. So, um, so basically, this profile says that I'm like significantly younger and I've changed my look and so the course the point is that I'm trying to evade people from realizing that it's me. And so I went on some dates and so the first one was this really cute younger significantly younger guy um who was hardworking, working a lot, kind of kind of a moody, interesting person. And, um, but, you know, like, fit and, like, fun and, like, manly and, like, masculine. And so I had some fun with him, you know, like, we had some fun. Um, a few dates of fun, sex and all kinds of kinky stuff we were doing. So that was, that was fun, right? And, um, but, you know, he, uh, he's young, so it's like a... There's no expectations whatsoever. And it wasn't like. It wasn't like there's a great connection. We got along great. That was nice. He lived far away too. And he worked a lot. But um, I haven't talked to him in a little bit. I went on a date with this other guy next. Started dating this other guy next. After stopped really seeing this. The younger guy. So the next guy I went out with. Is a CEO. He's literally like the man of my dreams my wet dream all of it he's pretty pretty hot like he's hot and the best thing about him is he has this like amazing attitude about life his attitude is just really great and we had a great conversation I'm sure it's it's easy for people to have them with him we had a really cool conversation and it really felt like we were connecting And we both seemed to realize that, and so we didn't have sex. Like, I would have, but it's not like I'm against having sex with someone um, on the first date or anything. It just didn't seem like the right time for us. So we hung out, and we had a really, really nice time. And And we hung out again, like, a week later, and we had a really nice time. We went to this, like, cool bar that's, like, a speakeasy they're dancing he realized like mm, yeah she got that rhythm mm. and then we went back to his place and we like made out like teenagers with our clothes on taking it slow with this one he's the kind of person that you hope to at least be friends with because <laughs> he's just like it's easy to be like your most like positive self around him a nice person So anyway, okay, then I went out with this other guy who was a sailor. I didn't really think we were going to be a great match because he seemed like a hardcore extrovert. And I usually don't get along with men that are really extroverted in a sexual way. So basically, he was like a sailor. You know, he's sailing, doing all this stuff. He just looks like he's hyper-masculine too. Like he, you know, he's he's a sailor, okay, what do you think, so, and he said right on his um, profile, he's, like, trying to be witty or whatever, but he says, like, oh, swipe if you want masculinity without toxicity, swipe if you, like, feminists who pay for stuff, swipe if you, like, old school chivalry, you know, without, I was, like, okay, okay, so, he's sitting at the bar, and I'm, like, hey, is uh, this seat taken, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it is actually," and I'm like, "It's me." And he's like, "Oh," so it was like, <laughs> "Okay," it's a little weird. I mean, I look like just like the picture, so you know, I don't know what else to say, but it was a little strange. Then he's like, "I can't even get settled, right? I can't get a drink or just get settled, get my cut off." He's like, "So tell me, you know, you know, tell me what's the, like, tell me what's this? What you do? What? Like I'm supposed to like say something." dynamic already I'm not ready so he's like extra extroverted as we're talking he keeps like jumping out of his chair to like lean over me at the bar so that I'm like leaning backward like about to fall off the chair using my abdominal and back muscles to keep from falling off this chair because this guy is leaning into me and this was going on for a while and he was like telling some story and he got like really excited or something I don't even know what happened but there was like a burst of excitement and I couldn't help it like I got excited too and I was just like I was like you know back up out of my personal space All of a sudden, I said to back up out of my... But I was, like, falling over. I couldn't take it anymore, and I just hit, like, a point. So I kind of, like, burst out to back up out of my personal space. And he freaks out. He gets on the chair. He starts acting super weird all night. He's, like, you know, he has, like, these little underhanded comments about it, about, like, being in his own personal space, even though he did fail to... He did get back in my personal space multiple times, okay? But all night he kept, like, mentioning it, and, um, and so this is literally the definition of masculine toxicity, (laughs) what he said he wasn't, he literally is the definition, like, not only was he all over me to the point that I couldn't even sit up straight, but then when I, like, asked him just not to do that, he act like a big baby about it all night long like trying to elicit emotions of guilt or whatever you know bullshit and then um he still didn't like stop really so uh that is literally the definition of toxic masculinity he's the walking definition so it's pretty funny and it was like the opposite of what i think he meant when he said you know masculinity without toxicity which I think is more like the CEO date who you know he's like what I would consider masculine without toxicity like because he just has like a positive attitude and to just be a man and have a positive attitude and not try to make people feel guilty you know like he like he was like groping my breasts, and then he's like, is this okay? And, like, he realized, oh, is this okay? And I was just like, yeah, you know, (laughs) yeah. But he didn't ask me first, you know, granted. The one who thinks he's not toxic, he was super grabby, super pushy, you know. Part of it is just, like, reading someone's signals and knowing when it's time. Like they'll touch you a little more, you come a little closer, blah blah blah. But if someone's like falling backward because you're leaning forward, that's a sign that you're doing too much. So um but yeah I think the other guy is actually the true definition of masculinity without toxicity. He he will ask me if I'm okay, but not like so much that it's pedantic. Not like all the time. Like they're People who will ask you if you're okay or they'll stop or they'll hesitate. Like, so when he asked me if it was okay, he was like, like, he was already doing it. I was holding his penis, so I think he feels like it's okay. He was just matching what I was doing, basically. Um, But at some point, he realized, oh, I'm getting really into it. So he was like, "Is, is what I'm doing okay? It's not like he stopped, pulled his hand away. I was like, oh, my God, is what I'm doing okay? Which is, I've had people do that kind of stuff to me which is weird it's like no confidence you don't want that right but but you know that's basically you're able to be mad you know you're groping someone's boobs and having a great time but you're also able to be conscious um of how the other person is feeling and just make sure that you're not um unconscious of how the other person's feeling and then if i say it's not okay instead of getting like pissed off like homie like oh okay you know but of course it wasn't because he's conscious of what's going on so he's doing the right amount so i think that's what masculine without toxicity actually is but it's funny because um i just read today like about sean penn who a lot of people probably don't know who he is but well a lot of you do though he's a from the Generation X era, so he's super old, and he smokes, so he looks super old, too, and, um, but he's an amazing actor, two-time Academy Award-winning actor, but he has a reputation, I think, like, he, he has a reputation for being super masculine, but, I don't know, I just feel like he, he has a reputation for being, like, maybe abusive a little I don't know. I don't know if that's true, if abusive or whatever. But he has a reputation for being kind of a dickhead. So he was quoted recently uh, talking about masculinity and everything. I hope cancel culture doesn't come after him because I feel like there's a place for everybody, and like you need your Sean Penn types too. Like you need these type these type of guys need to exist too right like not everybody needs but then again you don't, you shouldn't have to be this type of guy what does he say okay i am in the club that believes that men in american culture have become wildly feminized i don't think that being a brute or having insensitivity or disrespect for women is anything to do with masculinity or ever did but i don't think that in order to be fair to women we should become them there are a lot of cowardly genes that lead to people surrendering their jeans and putting on a skirt. That's funny. I just thought that was really funny, you know, and not surprising whatsoever coming from Sean Penn. And it doesn't bother me one bit. Um, I appreciate having men like that, you know. Everybody likes a guy that is going to be hyper-masculine and just act like a total dick but be great in the sack and dom you out, and all this fun stuff, you know, that's fun, it's fun, it's not always fun, like, for, like, long term, but anyway, it's just funny, because, you know, that he's the kind of guy that the sailor guy was, like, hyper-masculine dude, confident, um, and I don't, I don't blame like, those comments, because, like, I think, I think people write about it in an insensitive way, like, they don't realize that, you know, there is a threat, like, there is an attack to an extent on masculinity in the traditional sense, you know, on being, like, a douchey guy who just takes everyone else for granted. There's definitely some global animosity that's been brewing toward that for a long, long time. Um... But like I said, I think like the guy that is like the man of my dreams, um, he takes it the right way, you know. Like you can be, you can be masculine, and still be like humble. You can be masculine and and not be like aggressive at the wrong time. So it's kind of like ticking up the intelligence meter just a bit. To kind of read situations with a little more humility. The fourth date from the cycle. A sophisticated French guy from Paris. He was a slight snob, but, you know, nothing major. Just in the kind of Parisian way that Parisian people have had the best of so many things that they... They expect that, and that's pretty typical in my experience with Parisian people, with very sophisticated French people. It was nice, it was really nice. We went to this really great restaurant on Friday night in the West Village, and we had porterhouse for two, bottle of wine, escargot, cocktails. We did it up. And then we went to a speakeasy. I brought him there. He's kind of like... Well, the thing is, I brought him to the same speakeasy. <laughs> because it's kind of like a hidden gem. I just figured, since he bought dinner, and he, like, really, like, picked all the... F- you know, he, he consulted with me, but he picked all the food in a way that was, like, really well done. He knows Les Gormans, certainly. You know, he's a foodie, certainly. So, um... So I thought, well, people usually love it when I take them to this place. Worked out the other, it worked out recently, so why not? And but we got there, and he kind of was like, "Oh yeah, it's cool, but it's kind of it's cute, cool, but it's kind of bridge and tunnel, it's kind of B <laughs> bridge and tunnel." <laughs> so in case you don't understand my French accent, um, bridge and tunnel just refers to like people came from outer boroughs or Jersey to get into Manhattan to party so it's like corny basically and it's true the DJ was playing a lot of really like Miami club music which <laughs> would be pretty bridge and tunnel but it was Saturday night so that's kind of the crowds that come out on Saturday night you know places will have different DJs depending on what night it is that was true but he kind of like complained about it like multiple times so it's fine he was just a little his attitude was not as amazing as the ceo but he was hot he's pretty hot so so yeah so then we just like went back to my place for a little bit he was like kissing me really fast like it was like he was so horny or something like he needed to slow down a lot. It was a little bit obnoxious. So I got a little like dummy on him because it annoyed me. It wasn't like horrible. It wasn't like he was like sucking my face off and his breasts are, like. He just was like kissing me fast and there was like no moisture really. So it was just kind of weird. So I basically just like slowed him way down and got kind of like dominant and in control on him. And so then he, like, slowed down, started, like, kissing more, it's better, feeling up. I had, like, these kind of stockings on that, like, have no no crotch or ass in them, so you can just, like, run your fingers through the slit. Ooh. So he found that, and he was like, oh, okay, she's female. Uh, plus. That's a plus. So... So it was good uh, I sent him home though because he was just a little bit too a little bit too eager to give it to him the first night but I gave him like a little hand action for a second now the one I really like is the CEO oh the the sailor guy I'm never we're never seeing each other again. The young guy that's over. the other two I'd go out with again but the CEO is like really cool and it puts me in an awkward position now because um the other ones I don't really care but this one I'd like to be like honest and real like I'd be open for anything to happen with this person so it puts me in an awkward position to say like oh by the way this is a wig I'm older than I said I was on the profile and, (laughs) you know, uh, whatever else. So it's just really awkward and I'm going to have to figure out how to handle that uh, if I want to continue to have a relationship and build something with any potential of course I really would like to sleep with him um his he wasn't lying about the girth thing and I the the last date I was like holding it in my actual hand not just through his pants and like it was really hard and I could feel the whole thing and the shape was really nice at the width and like in the wide part like that part of the shape was really great and I was like hmm can't wait to try it I cannot wait to try it so um really looking forward to that um and so it was good so I think it was worth it to do whatever I had to do to be direct enough to find some good dates because here you have four dates and I basically get like a variety only one was bad but even he was sexy I mean looking his attitude kind of sucked So, I think now what I'm going to do... Because I don't really want to use that one... Now that, like... I don't want to have to be in a position... To explain if I meet somebody. But it's nice to have a profile. That you can just be like, whatever. And you look a little different. But I think what I'm going to do is... Because I guess Bumble has... This thing called, like, incognito mode. And so, what you do is... um, You pay. And you get to see like all the people before they see you so then you can just pick the people you like and nobody will see you except for the people that you've swiped on so you can use that to keep you from getting busted if you're cheating <laughs> or something like that too obviously that is my app dating experience recently, and how I go about getting late on updates. So for my next one, I'm doing the incognito. I deleted my profile, so I'm going to make a brand new one, real everything, but I'm going to go incognito so that I can say what I want, but only to the people that I want to say it to. So I'm looking forward to doing that. That's it for Millennial Sex true stories podcast i'm your host professor double x and i look forward to our next romp in the bedroom good night